I love stories. My dad was a great storyteller. It's one of the things I miss most about him. But when dad told stories about his days in the Navy, I was hooked. It's probably one of the reasons I enjoyed the book, Extreme Ownership. The stories of how Navy SEALs lead and win simply captivate me. Now the book is pretty earthly coming from a soldier's point of view, you understand. But I also love the leadership principles that can be gleaned from a military model. Jocko Willick and Leif Babin communicate that in a Navy SEAL team framework for leading, leaders have to understand, embrace, communicate, train, and take a fanatical level of commitment to the mission of the team. Leadership and mission are inseparable. In John's Gospel, Jesus demonstrates extreme ownership of God's mission in the world as he faces his death by crucifixion. Jesus asks this rhetorical question. He said, now my soul is troubled and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? It's unthinkable. Jesus answers his own question, but for this purpose I came into the world. The church was created to participate in the mission of God or the Missio Dei. Every believer has a role and a function in this mission. God equips us through training accomplished via the fivefold ministry gifts. Although apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers participate in the functions associated with their titles, these leaders are also, and perhaps primarily, assigned to the task of equipping the saints for their role in the ministry or the mission of God. If the participants in the leadership of the fivefold ministry gift somehow get off track with the mission, they will duplicate that diversion in others. In the movie Saving Private Ryan, Tom Hanks leads a squad on a mission to pull Private Benjamin Ryan out of battle and send him home. That was the mission. The movie's not only about harrowing bravery demonstrated by this squad, but the storyline inadvertently demonstrates what happens when the mission becomes distracted, debated, and even defied. Again, the movie is earthy, but it demonstrates the necessity for staying on mission. I read an article recently where the author expressed concern regarding compassion ministries. Can you believe it? The author was not standing opposed to compassion. He was simply stating that if feeding programs, for instance, become our mission rather than bringing people to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, then the expressions of compassion will have been a, a hindrance to the mission of God rather than a means for seeing it to fulfillment. So it is with all church activities. If church activities complement the mission, measured in success by people coming to Christ or growing into substantial followers of Jesus, then those activities are helpful. When activities or values compete rather than complement the mission of God, well, they need to be adjusted or perhaps eliminated. How do we evaluate our ministry expressions? <laughs> do we evaluate our ministry expressions? 
Do we take the time to evaluate if the things we do as a believer and as a church community are fulfilling the Missio Dei, the mission of God? We spend time, energy, and financial resources that are given to us by God. Are we stewarding these blessings in a way that God will one day say, well done? Or are we moving out of habit or pressure to continuing nurturing fruitless ministries in the name of tradition or trying to avoid rocking that good old church boat? So here's a challenge. Let's evaluate our calendar and our ministry checkbook. Are the ministries in which we are engaged producing the much fruit that will last referred to by Jesus in John 15? Are we mission focused or mission distracted? Thanks for listening and we hope that you found value in this message. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe and share it on your social media to encourage others to tune in using the hashtag MyPendel. Thanks again and God bless.